I don't have any topics, but I think we can kibitz for a while. Yeah, I think we can. All right. Ready, ready, ready? Ready. Philosophy Guy show number 49. This is The Velmas. But ask me how I feel about forever And I'll tell you my thoughts on how I own the weather Did you ever think of the day you'd be Where the yellow sun shines its brightest glow Did you ever think of the day you'd be Where the two of us could live out the show I'll take you for a ride I'll take you out to anywhere that you want to go I'll take you for a ride As long as I can be there when you first see the snow Future's lawn, there are no properties It opens up to whomever owns You and me, believe in destiny why take a chance on just one last roll? There are so many places that we can start How about a trip to the stars or a date out on Mars? Let's view the world through the eyes that we see it And carve our vision straight into stone I'll take you for a ride I'll take you out to anywhere that you want to go I'll take you for a Safe Music Network. That was the Velmas and Ride, I believe. Hey, welcome to the Philosophy Guy show. I'm your host, the Philosophy Guy, and with me tonight 
is Barely from the Barely Podcasting Podcast. How are you doing, Barely? I'm doing good. That's a trademark uh, um, phrase, so you, you do now owe me some money. Oh, that's okay. Um, or a car. Or a car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right, folks. I did do the drive up here. 101 miles. 101 dead on. There you go. Well, it was like 101.2 because I missed a turn. <laughs> so I had to drive down. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so was the trip fun for you? Well, it was a lot more fun for me than the people going the other way because it was all backed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just was going 80 the whole time. I'm like, woo <laughs> so where did the ba- So where did the backup start? Um, well, it's more like where did the backups end? And that was roughly the Wisconsin border. I like that. <laughs> I like when I come home after a trip to uh, the Fairlands to the south and, um, you know, kind of go take this ah, sigh of relief when I hit the Wisconsin line and traffic becomes kind of at least what I consider normal. Okay, well, is it because you're, you've crossed back into, into Cheesehead land or is it because that's where you have the porn shops? Well, I think the porn shops are normal, too, aren't they? <laughs> you, if you're heading south, you don't see a single one. As soon as you hit the Wisconsin line, bam, it's like adult entertainment, number one in video storage. It, 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 you just drive along. It's like, man, some guy gets, uh, gets a little bit worked up. This is where he has to go. I mean, just go down the road, and he's, he'll be happy for a month. Yeah, so you go, you go the, um, between Russell Road and about Highway... 50, which is about a two-mile stretch, mm-hmm. two-and-a-half to three-mile stretch. You, there's about five of these porn shops, right? Four More. or five. Oh, there's, there was four in a row. Four in a row? Four. I mean, it was just bam, 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 I mean, bam. It's, it's, been, it's been about 20 years since I lived in Kenosha, actually. So um, it, um, you go to those four or five or more porn shops. You hit Highway 50, and then about another two miles north, you hit the dog track. You do hit the dog track, but the entire way, the one theme that you have is signs all over the place for cheese. It's right. just cheese the whole way. Cheese. <laughs> well, they don't have cheese in Illinois, right? It just no. We have cheese from in Illinois. It's just we don't advertise. Hey, look, you're you're in Wisconsin. Porn and cheese. Porn and cheese. Have you ever had porn and cheese? <laughs> no, that's not the combination <laughs> I usually have together. Yeah. Hey. Let the, hey, baby, come on over. Let's watch some porn and eat some cheese. cheese. <laughs> hey, baby, come over and look at this lady and have some good cheese sandwiches. <laughs> no, that's Philadelphia. <laughs> come on, baby, come on over here. Let's get some uh, cheese steaks and some porn. <laughs> so, obviously, this is not going to be a PG-13 show. <laughs> well, no, we're still in the PG-13 realm. Okay. Now, if I said fuck, okay, we just All right, went we the- just went <laughs> I really hope the kids upstairs are not awake. <laughs> Me too. Julie, we, we did push them to sleep. All right. The, um, mo- it wasn't Motrin. It was morphine was very nice in the dinners. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much had to throw them over our shoulders, fireman carry, to get them out to the car. All right. So let's, let's explain why you're here. I'm bored. Yes. <laughs> and you were going to help me kind of resurrect... A, uh, a vehicle that I, that's been sitting in my garage for a couple of years. 
Yes, yes, that uh, Julia's pretty much made an offer that I almost pretty much can't I refuse. refuse. <laughs> so anyway, we, uh, he, he got up here around 6. And, yeah. And um, then we, we kibitzed a while. And well, you and I didn't kibitz a while. It was kind of the three munchkins kibitzed with me at the same time. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I have to give you and Julie a lot of credit. The fact that you're able to distinguish what each one of them is saying when they're all talking at the same time. Not an easy task. N- uh, trust me. It's, it's a very much of a learned uh, skill because Dale here was definitely using was able to say, listen to what all three of them were saying, and I'm just hearing, I'm hearing my name every so often. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And carrying on three different conversations, four different conversations at the same time. Oh, yeah. You you were masterful. So, um... That's, I guess that's one of the... I didn't learn that skill since I only have one. Well, I'm sure at some point you'll, uh, you'll have opportunities to, uh, learn those skills. When they have their... When... When uh, your little one has friends come over, well, no, I don't think it. At that point, it's kind of like what I what what I experienced tonight, and it's just kind of like you're dropped into the middle of it, going, "Oh my god, what the heck do I do?" <laughs> I mean, maybe having another child, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. want to practice that. But <laughs> yes, ladies, I am single. Please call my voicemail line at two zero six nine eight four three six seven five. Spells dork. I'm available. <laughs> And adorkable, at least yes. what, at least according to what your T-shirt said. Okay, I I've been meaning to mention this on my show, and I completely forgot on episode one hundred and seven, which was the last one that okay. I put out, because I did the show at two thirty in the morning without show notes. I'm surprised I made that show even get out. <laughs> did you just post it right away and not think about it too much? Or? Well, what I did is I recorded it. And you'll hear me throughout the whole episode just kind of going, I shouldn't be recording at 2.30. I shouldn't be recording at 2.45. I shouldn't be recording at 3. At three. <laughs> I shouldn't be posting at 4.30. Well, I didn't post it, but I uploaded it. I kind of was in the mindset of, I've been meaning to get this out. I've had the whole show loaded. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. I had the energy. I'd been out with a few friends that night. Um, and so I did it. I just recorded it and put it up. And then I posted it the next day. And... One thing, and it's the shirt that you just referenced. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the adorkable shirt. Uh, and kind of what I kind of figured was everybody who's going to PME, uh, who are listeners to my show, now I guess listeners to your show as well, um, get this shirt. You could get it for 10 bucks at Kohl's. Kohl's? Kohl's. Okay. K-O-H-L-S. A fine Wisconsin company, by the way. I didn't know they were Wisconsin. I just know they're... Down by me, um, and actually, actually, had, they're 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 headquarters in Menominee Falls, which is about twenty five miles from here. Is that anyone near Kenosha? No, it's the other way. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's Kenosha North. <laughs> no, it's actually um, on the way to Green Bay from here. So there's no reason why I would be would be going there. No. <laughs> All right, but, um, but they have fine establishments in your uh, in my neck of the way. Yes. Actually, all over the country because uh, I had listeners. From um, California, mm-hmm. da- uh, in the Dallas-Houston area, all sending me pictures of, the, of this shirt saying, you've got to get this. So what I'm kind of saying is, okay, let's – everyone who's going to PME who's a listener, 
kind of, and we'll do, get, have a big get together and have a picture taken with all of us in this same shirt. Well, that'd be cool. That I kind of figured that. I mean, last year there was three of us wearing a Red Boy Podcast T-shirt. Uh, it was Aaron That's from right. the Big Show, who, by the way, is coming up on his uh, three-year anniversary. I think he just had it, on May fifteenth, right? Uh, no. Well, May fifteenth is today. There you go. So I've already left my voicemail. You can, you need to leave your voicemail for him. But right. it was Aaron, Matt from Red Boy Podcast, and myself. Three of us were wearing the Red Boy Podcast T-shirts. So I kind of figured, hey, if I can get more than three people to wear this shirt and mm-hmm. get a picture, I'm cooler than Red Boy. <laughs> there you go. I'll have to stop at Cole's on the way home from work tomorrow. Yeah, get one for Julie, too. There so you there's, go. there's four right there. I have beaten Matt. All right. Well, do we want to... Get another beer and play another song? Oh, sure. Why not? Let's play a song because, well. All right. Yes, we're empty. This is from the Super Suckers, and it's Rock Your Ass. Safe Music Network. That was Super Suckers and Rock Your Ass. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> we 
while while you were listening to that fine music, we went out and we went to Milwaukee, went to a few bars, and <laughs> it's now eleven. No, it's now two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Hey, baby, what's going on? Yeah, we both have red slap, hand slaps across our face. <laughs> Dale was usually hitting me, so I, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> and and then we also let the dogs out, which was more of the truth. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, so we went out and had pizza at uh, Marty's in Delafield. That's where it was? Yeah. That wasn't Kenosha? No, that wasn't Kenosha. Kenosha would have been going back towards where you came from. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to go by there in like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> or so. So um, we had pizza, and, and the kids uh, played a couple of video games and wanted to catch a dollar. Yes, that's uh, something from my former in-laws that I picked up. Uh it's an easy game where people kind of get stars in their eyes, where they begin to think, oh, yeah, I could get a lot of... I mean, you could do this with any bill. What you have to do is they put their index finger and thumb as if they're going to catch it, kind of make it like a little clamp at the bottom of the bill, but their fingers have to be open. You're, you're holding the bill at the other end, so they pretty much they have the length of the whole bill to catch it. And they just have to watch when you release. And you release it, and it goes right through. They were very upset that they did not win the dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually had someone do, it, do that to me with a $100 bill. Gave me four tries. You didn't get it either. No. No, but it's, it's one of those games where it's just kind of like, okay, fine. You think you have quick reflexes? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kept him entertained for a while, too. Yep. I appreciate that. <laughs> so then we went to uh, Walmart. Or not, yeah, Walmart. Mm-hmm. And, and bought a battery for the uh, said uh, car in the garage because the battery was toast. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't dead as a doornail. That was a huge paperweight. Yes. A very heavy paperweight. Yes. Of course, it, I don't know what it is, but every time I've had to buy a, a car battery, you see this this whole rack of batteries that are sitting mm-hmm. up there. And Dale, or philosophy guy here, is now beginning to see how I am in front of the microphone. I mean, I have hand gestures and everything. And like with the dollar bill story, I actually was describing what I was doing as mm-hmm. I'm doing it. So he, he's now kind of getting an, a view of why I don't like having a mirror in front of me when, <laughs> when I record, because it's like, it's too damn distracting. <laughs> but um, you, you see this whole wall full of batteries. And it's like, okay, these are 20, these are 25, these are 30. And then there's like the group that's like $150. That's always the battery that I need. Yeah, well, ours was, um, we had a choice between the $68 battery and the $78 battery. We chose the $68 yeah. battery. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's just this whole big rack, and you're like, oh, please, let it be in this group, not that group. Yeah. It's always in that group. And, of course, since this is a foreign car, it uh, always gets, like, the most expensive parts. That was one of the things that uh, was 
was not the best about having that owning that car. Well, I mean, even if, even though it was a nice car, um, it, it was expensive to maintain. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, it's I've also noticed that with a lot of SUVs, mm-hmm. it's because they're so popular, so people are going to need to to do all these changes and modifications. Blah blah blah. Hey, we finally got one. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not blah, 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 blah. It's blah, blah, blah. It's three of them. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and since I think this might be going into my feed as well, uh, Kate uh, from Pennsylvania, there. I finally got in a blah, blah, blah for you. <laughs> <laughs> she sent me a message on, I think, Facebook or something saying, well, you haven't had a blah, blah, blah in a long time. Oh, okay. Well... Kate, if you like blah, blah, blahing, <laughs> check out the Philosophy Guy show at www.philosophyguy.net. Yeah, and then click... All right, up, all right then, shameless then plug number note. one. <laughs> oh, you want shameless plugs? Okay, you want to go to my other site, it's boobsweat.com. <laughs> That'll take you to barelypodcasting.com. That's for the Philosophy Guy people. <laughs> You know, I, I, I've been realizing, and I know I'm going off topic, but hey, we have no show notes. We have no, nothing. Nothing. Well, no, we have two beers. Okay. We have nothing really to go on for kind of like format of the show. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, beer's my friend. Um, so yeah, I'm going off of a tangent. You and I have been talking about doing a show together for how long? I would say going on two years. Yeah. Since we first met at... Yeah. Blues Fest, yeah, in Chicago in two thousand and six. Two thousand. Oh, jeez, that was one hell of a day. Yeah, that was a good I had, day. It was a good day, but it was a frustrating day for me just because of the ex-wife and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some stunt she pulled on me that day. I really should have gotten a hint way back then. But hey, oh yeah, beer break. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that silence, that awkward pause there wasn't. <laughs> Sponsored by Miller Lite. <laughs> Beer is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but speaking of Miller Lite, there was a guy. I, I, I people who listen to my show know I'm a White Sox fan, mm-hmm. um, which also means I'm an an I'm an anti Cubs guy. I mean, I'm diehard Sox, and uh, PG here has seen the Jeep. Yes. Um, my son Ben goes, "What's that?" It's like, "Why is that White Sox emblem on the back of your car?" Well, there's two of them, and then my license plate holder is a World Series champion White Sox, and I, I really should have shot back and said, "Well, hey, I've seen a White, I've seen a World Series trophy. I've touched a World Series trophy. Have you?" <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's only ten, but he would be very impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a red letter day for me. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, being a White Sox fan and everything um, also means I'm an anti Cubs person. So, and I, I think I mentioned this on my show before. Where and I think I've left you voicemails on this when I'm at Miller Park, and it's usually it was it's a you go for the Cubs Brewer series, right? Cubs Brewer series. Not going to be able to do it this year because we got in too late. Uh, uh but I would go. There was one game I went to. I had a Brewers hat on, a Sox jersey, and I was going to get a beer. And this one guy's like, 
dude, you really hate the Cubs, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what gave it away? <laughs> like, yeah, is it that obvious? <laughs> but there was a there, was, there used to be a guy, and I haven't seen him in a few years, uh, who would sell beer at, at Comiskey Park. Now U.S. Cellular. But those of us who are true White Sox fans will always call it Comiskey Park. And he would walk up and down all season. I mean, I, I was there at like, some of the first games of the season, some of the last games of the season. But he was always like, Miller Light. And the fact that he was able to pull it off all season and the people around us, I mean, you would hear it and you would know the guy. Okay. And I mean, this is years later. I mean, how many beer vendors at a ball game can you remember? Uh, none. None. This, none. this was one guy who would just always do it that way, and then people around would be – it was this guy. I don't know whatever happened to him. I never really got to look at him. But but his voice. His voice. I mean, it was just dead on. Um, Excuse me. Oh, not a problem. At least you didn't um, – oh, never mind. <laughs> Slobber over the mic as I cough? No. Um. It's funny. Baseball has those characters, you know. Um, you know the guy who says "Miller Light" or mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, hit Harry Carey, or you know, like the crown prince of baseball. That one guy was in, uh, like Bull Durham. He was one of those guys that went around from kind of just a clown, went around from minor league park to minor league park. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. Um, I mean, there was Andy the Clown at Comiskey. Okay. And then, the, the, like, the sausage races at Miller Park. Oh, those are so much fun. And the thing that still gets me is those things are so heavily padded. And then there was that guy from Pittsburgh about five years ago. Oh, he got tripped up? Yeah. Well, it, it, it wasn't that he got tripped up. is that one of the players from Pittsburgh bonked one of them on the head. And then they try to file assault charges on him. It's like, first of all, it wasn't a swing. It was he took one hand, just flicked the wrist, and just tapped the guy on the head. Yeah. Okay, those things are top-heavy to begin with because that's the funny part about it is seeing those people fall. Well, <laughs> fall into the, the finish line. Yeah. And so he bonked one on the head. It was fun. I mean, yeah. these guys are playing a game as a profession. And so they have a little bit of fun like that. Who cares? I mean, the person who was in the sausage didn't mind. They thought it was funny. Yeah. But yet the... It, it's... Now, somebody just took uh, activism a little too far. Activism should just be outlawed. Yeah. I mean, if you break a law, you break a law. Well, you do something like that that's fun, that's fun-spirited. You know the person inside's not going to get hurt. Right. And, hey, it gives them a little bit of extra TV time. That The person who's in the sausage, not the ball player. Well, let's put it this way. It got... National news attention for the Clements sausage race <laughs> at Miller Park, and that was before the what's the Mexican one, the Trezo or the Torizo? The tur- Hey, I was I was damn close. Yeah, you're... <laughs> and and um, what is it? I think you can find all of the stats about the. Clements Racing Sausages. Are you sponsored by Clements, by the no, way? No, no, I'm not. But I happen to know people there. Um, and you can find that at Clements.com slash Racing Sausages. I looked that up once. I had I to would, find the Teresos record. I, I think you've looked it up more than once if you're able to pull that off of memory <laughs> after a few beers. 
but yeah, it could be wrong. But I'll, I'll put it out on the show notes. But yeah, Miller Park. I mean, for those of you who are baseball fans, any kind of sports fans is really cool. Uh, I've actually been there on a day where they close the roof mid-game. Isn't that awesome? Oh, you're sitting there in the stands because, I mean, it's not a fast close. It takes about 20 minutes to right. close the roof. But you're sitting there. When it starts up, you don't realize that it's closing because it's real slow. And you're, I remember sitting there, and I think I had this on my show about a year ago, where I'm sitting there, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, I haven't drunk that much. It's the seventh inning. It looks like the roof is moving. Um, because it doesn't move. I mean, it's not. It, it's fast. very slow. It's, it's very, very slow, slow. Namely, at the beginning, when you're not really sure and things aren't separating as fast as once they get moving, and you can kind of see two or three of the plates move. Right. But at the beginning, you're sitting there going, "Is that moving?" No. Uh, no, I can't. It is. Yeah. No. I thought they only closed it like in between innings, and they paused the game a little bit so that there wasn't because it changes the wind dynamic. It does. It does. I mean, I mean, namely when it's closing because you have center field, which all of a sudden has a huge downdraft, and left and right are pretty much free and clear. I mean, it, for right. the time it's closing, it really changes the game. Right. But, and, and sometimes, depending on the weather, um, you know, they'll have the roof closed, but the side panels open. Yeah. And if you've ever been in Miller Park when everything's closed... It's the the air gets really heavy, really fast. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, and even if you don't try to sweat, I mean, yeah. Who goes to a ball game to try to? I'm going to. I'm going to a Sox game. I'm going to a Brewers game. Let's sweat. Yeah. <laughs> sweat yeah. into the baseball. <laughs> Richard Simmons, new. There you go. Let's sweat. Let's go. Um, sweat into the baseball studs. <laughs> Oh, look at Manny Ramirez. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can see we're not going to be sponsored by um, Sweating to the Oldies <laughs> or Major League Baseball after this one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it does change the, the nature of the game when, mm-hmm. it, when it's open versus when it's closed. Oh, yeah. What they usually do is they, they'll make a decision before the game starts and then pretty much leave it either open or closed. Unless there's, you know, unless there's a change in the weather, um, unexpected change in the weather. Yeah, and the game I went to where they actually closed it mid-game, they were saying there were going to be storms kind of coming through, but they were saying later, so they wanted to get the roof closed. They were, I, I think what they were going to try to do is close the roof during the game but, or after the game, but the game went long. I mean, it was one that really began to stretch out. Oh, okay. And so it was like, oh, crap, we got to close this. Yeah, because they're probably saying, well, all right, well, fine. If you're having weather here, <coughs> okay, we're, we're 45 minutes away from Miller Park, mm-hmm. uh, roughly. So if, if we're with getting... With traffic or without traffic? Uh, we're probably 45 minutes without traffic, 50 minutes with. So... <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's not Chicago where it's okay, it's thirty minutes without traffic, three hours with. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um let's just say we're having severe weather out here. Mm-hmm. By the time you know, if they if they know that, you know, then they'll start to close it and by the time the weather gets from here to there, yeah. it'll be closed. Yeah, and the what the rain actually started after the game. 
Okay. Because we were walking out when the first drops of rain began to fall. So I was like, okay, they really didn't need to close it. Cause well, but if it takes 25 minutes but I, to close it. I thought they kept it open if, there was, if a game wasn't going on. So that the ground did get the natural weather and the freeze and the... Well, here, as, as a person who drives past it every day, this is what I've observed over the past you know, seven or eight years that the park's been open. During the season, um, generally if the days are decent, it'll be open. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they're out of town... It'll generally be open. Okay. Okay. If it's before a game or after a game and the weather is not, like, if it was to, today, they had a game when I was driving home. Mm-hmm. They just got out. I was closed. Today was in the... Well, yeah, today was cold. Too. Today was in the 60s. A per, you know, nice sunny day, but still in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. And to play a game where you're primarily going to be shaded, that's going to be a cold yeah. game. So, that, so they, they played it close today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then in wintertime, off-season, it's always open. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, and then I think it's closed occasionally off-season, too, because they have to... Um, you know, just check it and that kind of stuff. I think that has to open and close every once in a while or it'll get stuck. Yeah, let's see, what, 20, 30-ton plates moving on? Yeah. A few wheels, like four wheels each? Yeah, yeah. I would think you'd have to... <laughs> kind of move it around a little bit. Um, for those that have never seen Miller Park, uh, maybe I'll see if I can link a, a picture of it, but it's it's on a kind of a cantilevered fan. Yeah, I, I think the best description just for kind of like anyone out there would be it's it looks like a split fan where instead of all coming out from one area and fanning out, it comes out from two areas and fans inward. Yeah. Yes. So when it's closed, it, it kind of fans from the right and the left and stops in the middle. And when you it they open it, it kind of opens up in the middle and fans right and left. Yeah, similar to like bifold doors if you have two of those for like a closet door or right. something and you have oops, just bumped up. Hey, my microphone tilted. <laughs> yeah. I, now, I now have to talk with my head cocked to the right. Okay, I fixed it. Okay. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's like bifold doors almost where mm-hmm. except instead of bowing out they just kind of flap in on top of each other which also makes for good wow, we're getting really into like Technical engineering stuff, and are you? In, you're not an engineer. You have no, a philosophy no, I, degree. I have, a, philosophy I have degree. a communications degree. I mean, yeah. Here, let's talk engineering principles. Okay, Frank. <laughs> Frank, help us out, please. Yeah, and hey, Shelley listens to you. I okay. I, I have a beef because I think you're, you're still on the same feed as Philosophy Guy and BadgerCast. Well, at this point, we're on episode. Going to have episode number four of BadgerCast. And um, I have yet to... Uh, break the feet off? Break the feet off entirely. A um, couple of reasons. One, we've got to get a decent photo for iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and second, I've got I to gotta get I, the iTunes feet up and a couple other... Well, what you could also probably do feed. is... Well, 
Could you do it? I would say uh, probably scary. Oh, there we go. I just thought Audacity stopped on me. Yeah, that would be good. And I just bumped my mic. I love shock mounts. Oh, isn't I that need nice? one. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pounding. I'm, I'm banging the table right now, and there's nothing. Right. Oh, man, I need a shock mount because mine, even though I have a real cool scissors mic that I use, mm-hmm. still, I accidentally kick the table or something, and you hear thung, thung, thung. It's like, oh, man. And now that it goes up and down and there's springs and all this involved with it, it, it has a really cool sound. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so yeah, let's have a philosophy major and a comm major talk about engineering principles. Smart move. Way to go. But it is still, it, it's a very nice park. Uh, it's a very good place to, to see a ball game. It's uh, um, got a lot of amenities that... Uh, it does. It is really, if anyone, I mean, even if you're minorly interested in baseball or you just kind of like sports in general and not being a sports fanatic but just being a sports fan you kind of like going to the games you like experiencing it it's really one of the places you got to go i mean everyone says oh you got to go to wrigley field wrigley field sucks they have weeds in the outfield and i will say that till the day i die they need to put round up and just kill those weeds in the outfield oh it's ivy bite me it's weeds (laughs) ivy is a weed Uh, don't even ask me about one of the first Cubs Sox games during interleague play and Sammy Sosa and BS. But um, don't get me started. I'll go on a twenty minute rant about <laughs> okay. that play. Um, but um, I mean, at, inside it's the old school kind of park, and and that's probably that is part of the charm of Wrigley Field. It's, well, but I mean, it 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 has that same type of charm as I've never been there, but I would love to go to Fenway. I've been, I haven't been in Fenway. I've been to Fenway. Okay. My, um, excuse me, my sister and brother-in-law live outside of Boston. All right. And I, hey, wow, I've now podcasted in three states. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> um, but I've, um, I've been to Fenway in November. <laughs> There's nothing going on. But also with Fenway, they've kept up the park a lot better than... I mean, Wrigley really... And I've been there a lot. I mean, a lot of the things... Pretty much everything I've wanted to see in baseball, I've seen at Wrigley. I'm a huge Sox fan, but I get, like, free tickets to go to Wrigley every so often. I've always wanted to see... Oops, almost knocked over the beer onto the computer. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Um, I've wanted to, to see a game from a box. I've seen it at Wrigley. Ugh. It wasn't too bad. I wanted to see a bench-clearing brawl. You know, I do have a bone to pick. Okay. Last time I was at Wrigley was probably in the late 80s. Okay? You're not missing much. All right. Um, that was right after they put in the boxes. Mm-hmm. And we got this wonderful seat right behind the box. <laughs> you know, for the amount of money I paid... I had to look like straight down my chest to see the ball field. And it's a wonderful chest. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> well, you are talking about Wrigley, and that is in uh, Boys Town of Chicago. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, and then uh, to make up for my obstructed view, I had a 67 Philco television set in front of me. 
with the WGN feed, which I could have gotten at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that that part of it I was not impressed about. I mean, I did like when um, probably I liked the nostalgia of it a little bit of Wrigley, just because it's one of the older fields. Well. And yeah. and I do have, you know, a couple of memories of going there as a kid. Yeah, I mean, there's then, that, but... But let's put it this way. I, I, would, I wouldn't want to waste my... I'd rather have my... Take my sons to Miller Park and get them into baseball, seeing a game there, and building their own memories, mm-hmm. other than trying to resurrect, you know, Memories of the 1950s. Right. Well, there's... And one thing that I noticed with Fenway is that... And this was me looking through the gates and all that, where I could kind of peek in. Okay. Um, they've kept the old school charm. But they modernized it? They've modernized it, but also really kept it up to date. Whereas Wrigley, I mean, you see the girders and everything, and they're rusty. I mean, they have the oxidation on them. The uh, cement or whatever they, they're using as the walls look old. Fenway doesn't have that look to it where it's just kind of like, this looks worn down. This looks eh. Okay. Um, one thing that it, – it's one thing that I miss from the old Comiskey are the troughs. <laughs> Those troughs? The, yeah, the men's bathroom troughs. And I, I don't say that just because it's like, ooh, look, there's a trough. <coughs> the reason why I say that is you can pack more guys into take a leak than just using urinals. That's true. I mean, you could fit a lot, a lot more guys next to each other. They take a leak. They go back out and watch the game versus you have 10 urinals. Right. I mean, and, and, the and space you have you a have, line. Yeah. And, and you have a line. Where in the space of 10 urinals, you could probably fit 20 guys. In the old trough system. In the old trough system. Uh, <laughs> Wrigley still has the troughs. <laughs> That's the one thing I like about Wrigley. But besides that, I mean, in some of the areas, they have chain link fences that are just oxidized to all get out. I mean, mm-hmm. paint the damn thing. Strip the paint off and paint it again. I mean, have that as a regular season thing. Also, Fenway, you've never heard in Fenway about cement falling in the middle of a damn game. That happened in Wrigley. Yeah, that happened in um, the last year of County Stadium, too. Well, And they tore down County Stadium. I mean, there's a reason why you tear down a place, and if the cement's falling, yeah, you I mean, tear there, the damn place down. It was, <laughs> well, it, it, you know, the reason they didn't, do much other than just basic maintenance to county statements because they were building the Miller Park right Miller, next door. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's a smart move. Whereas with Wrigley Field, it's like, oh, let's put up fences. Okay, so the small pieces of cement get a 30, 40-foot drop onto someone's head. Great move. Um. Well, <laughs> at some point, our, our, you know, uh, uh, let's be practical, right? Uh, they had to tear down, re, they, they built a new Kaminsky Park next mm-hmm. door, tore down the old one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Place I went to see my first baseball game. There you go. Um, first place, Milwaukee County Stadium, no longer there. No longer there. But it's interesting with uh, 
when they put up new stadiums and they have old stadiums that they're replacing, they do something to remember the old stadiums. I mean, there's that Little League Park, which is... Yeah, Helfer Field, right? Yeah. On the diamond. On the diamond of the original. Yes. At Comiskey, they have have the outline of um, the infield. Okay. Uh, there's uh, some. Was uh, it on like the parking lot? The or? parking lot is there. So I mean, if you go there during any of the off times, or if you get there early enough, <clears throat> you can see home plate, first base, second base, okay. third base, the pitcher's mound. I mean, and at home plate, I mean, they have. The, I mean, it's set up perfectly. So you have the batter's boxes. You have all the lines around. Okay. You have the two lines that go straight out until uh, the foul lines that go straight out until the end. So of the in game. other words, kind of within on the asphalt, it's on the asphalt, but it's, um, it's in, it's inlaid marble for home plate. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that doesn't have to be painted and then it's permanent. It yeah. is definitely permanent. And it's so theoretically you could still run the bases at the old Comiskey park. I've done it. There you go. <laughs> and actually the day before father's day, I'm getting onto the field in new Comiskey, which is, cool. which is the same dirt that was at old Comiskey. They just moved it. They moved it, mulched it up and like the outfield. They mulched it up. And then laid down new sod. Right. But the dirt is from old Comiskey. That was okay. one thing they said to keep the tradition. It's cool. Like, oh, it's too sweet. <laughs> cool. Um, what was I going to say? Kinda, I have no clue. That kind of reminded me of something. Um, See, this is what happens when podcasters don't have show notes. <laughs> yeah. We're just all of a sudden all over the place. <laughs> we, we've just kind of stuck on baseball for a while. Yeah. Well, I got a couple more baseball things. Um, the first thing was... Um, I really like the fact that that Miller Park put the the low league mm-hmm. field where the old County Stadium diamond was, and also they put all of the um, uh, they put some bronze statues on the outside of the field of Miller Park, mm-hmm. um, honoring you know Yount and Molitor and Hank Aaron and the and one thing that Warren really Spahn. the one thing that really impressed me and I saw this happen. Um, I was I was doing a job where I was up in Milwaukee every mm-hmm. so often. Um, you have the guy, I mean, the baseball greats who played in Milwaukee, right. not just with the Brewers, but also with the Braves. Right. Um, there on the sides, dead center is a tribute to the people who died when the crane collapsed. I watched that crane go down. You were in, you were in Milwaukee? I was in Milwaukee. I was driving towards it, and I saw the crane go down. So you were driving east on 94 when that happened? I was driving west, east on 94 when yeah. that happened. I watched that crane go down. Holy crap. And then I got home, and I flipped on ESPN, and they were talking about it. I'm like, holy crap. Because um, I was, oh, that happened like at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. Because right? I, um, I probably wasn't that, I only work about a mile away from Miller Park. Mm-hmm. And so I was probably, depending on the day, I was probably either going very close to Going west on ninety four or west. We probably on passed each other, yeah. <laughs> or west on one of the. Hi, guy. I don't know yet, but I'll know <laughs> in the future. <laughs> but I, um, I saw it on the news, and it just freaked me out. Oh it yeah, was I mean, just it, if you if you ever get a chance to see it, I don't know where you would even see that, but it's the whole 
it's a whole first base side was almost done Mm -hmm. and it just went down yeah oh it was it was a tragedy to see yeah um and i mean it's i've seen two big major tragedies in my life well kind of three um two of them were plane crashes yay (laughs) and you wonder why i'm afraid of flying (laughs) um and then that one and but the fact that they erected a statue to be dead center uh, on the outside. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're coming in stri- and you're looking at Miller Park from, dead on. Basically from home plate. From home plate. Yeah. Dead on. That's the first thing you see. I mean, it's not thrown off to the side or anything where no. it's like, okay, our baseball greats have to be here. They put that dead in the center and, I mean, make a big deal about it. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was a big deal. And I give um, whoever owns – oops. I'm playing with the cap, (laughs) the Miller cap. Whoever owns Miller Park, and I'm sure it's not Miller. I'm sure they have naming rights, but whoever does own it. It's actually the, um, it's the baseball park district. Okay. It really is a, it's a kind of private public um, field. Mm -hmm. There's a portion of, of the money that came from the brewers. But uh, a portion of it, a good portion of it, came out of... Um, public uh, funds? Public funds. Uh, in the five-county area, there's been, and probably will be for a very long time, a half percent sales tax. So if you're in... Uh, hold on. I have to say this right. It's not Kenosha, but it's Racine, uh, Milwaukee, Waukesha, Zaki, and... Um, Washington counties. If you're in those five counties, you pay an extra half percent sales tax. And that goes to finance the debt that Miller Park. You know you're never going to get rid of that debt. As soon as the debt is paid off, they're going to find another reason for to keep that money on or that tax on. Uh, of course. And, you know, and if it's a um, and if it's to do public infrastructure things like um, another sports stadium or an enhancement to the Bradley Center, which is the, the main basketball arena in Milwaukee. Oh. Were the Bulls in 95, 96, somewhere in that range, broke the record of most wins in a the season? They broke it at the Bradley at Center. At Bradley Center against the Bucks. Yep. I was in college when that happened. and <laughs> A buddy of mine and I, were we were both from Chicago, the game was not nationally broadcast. I was living in Dayton, Ohio at the time, in college at University of Dayton. We were both from Chicago. The only way we were finding sports scores, because it was in the early days of the Internet. Okay. <laughs> Would you go on bulletin boards or what? Yeah, pr- primarily bulletin boards. But we <laughs> were watching CNN and watching the ticker at the bottom, the sports ticker. Oh, okay. There is some... In a, couple friends of mine had come in after we had sat down. It's like, okay, this is the only place we could find out what's going on with this game, this one game. They're doing this huge sob story about this kid who eventually died and all this. I mean, really a bad one. Mm. And we're watching the scores come through. And finally, the Bulls score came, Bulls-Bucks score came up, and it was final. And they're talking about how this kid had died. And we're high five. <laughs> we're like... And they're all looking at us because they had come in like two minutes before, or not even two minutes, probably 30 seconds before, had no idea why we were watching this. And then we're cheering on this kid's death. (laughs) 
you ungrateful sons of bitches. Hey, it is a Catholic university, so I yeah. mean, they, they do teach odd things there. <laughs> but it was, well, wait, wait a second. Is it a Jesuit university? Marianist. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it, it, being non-Catholic myself, I always thought that the Marianist, because they... University of Dayton has the largest collection of material on uh, the Blessed Virgin anywhere outside of the Vatican. There are more statues to Mary than there are to Jesus there. And it's like, okay, ah. I honestly think the Marianists were a sect that just had the hots for Mary. Yeah, that's kind of uh, the, the whole ver- this, the idea of the you don't really worship Mary, but it's kind of the the feminine version of God. It's uh, it's kind of a Catholic thing. Yeah, that's a little I, little odd for those who aren't aren't into it. Even us, even us former Catholics, I guess. <laughs> oh, don't get. We could go into twenty minutes of just talking about. Holy crap, we're over an hour. Well, we are. We're we are, and we aren't. I mean, because we, we had about. 30 minutes of, of pre-show. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't erase that? No, oh, no. <laughs> so I so. need to talk to my lawyer before I get home. <laughs> Please erase all of that. <laughs> Please erase all of this. Well, you know what? It's time for another beer and another song. And I'm going to take this one from one of Barely's favorite artists. Uh, this is Kill Ola. Oh, sweet. And... Rip off artist. Where is it? It's coming.
Rock on. <laughs> From the Podsafe Music Network, that was Killola with... Uh, Rip Off Artist. All right. Oh, yeah, that back. was a great album. You know, I didn't get the album, but did you, uh, did you buy it? I bought it, yeah. All right, cool. Well, I bought the digital version of it. Oh, but, okay. oh it is a good... Pretty much the whole album. I, there's, I think, one somewhat ballad on it. But okay. the whole album, I mean, it, it, that is the kind of music you're going to get on it. It's a little bit punk. And mm-hmm. actually, I found out about them from Corby over at the Twisted Pickle. Corby, you have to put out a new show because you know what? If I put this one into my feed... It'll be number 108, right? It'll be number 108. And 49 for me. So. And the kicker is... I beat you to 108, and you started roughly a year before me, buddy. Uh, One year. You haven't put out a show in a while. Well, you, you surpassed me a long time ago. Oh, geez. I think I surpassed you in my first two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but... <laughs> hey, when we met, I was already at more shows than you were. No, I don't think so. I think it was in the mid-20s for the Philosophy Guy show. Okay, and I was at 20. All right, well, true. And you had a year on me. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have a lot of episodes, but I hope they're quality. <laughs> Occasionally, anyway. There's, there's the quality bit here and there. Like, this episode is going to be quality because... Oh, you know yes, what? of course. I'm here. Course. I don't... This is like the ultimate voicemail. <laughs> okay, barely from Chicago. Go. <laughs> You're on the air. No. <laughs> Yeah, everyone has kind of... I know K7 has definitely been ticked off at me because all of a sudden their numbers have gone dramatically down since uh, I don't have an hour and a half commute anymore. (laughs) Well, I'm sure... Well, you're going to go back on the train so you can't call. Yeah, it's kind of hard to call on the train and be me. I mean, you have to kind of sit there because, I mean, there's people who are sleeping because, Mm -hmm. well, when you're at the last stop, all of a sudden you dead stop and... Everyone's like, okay, and I mean, there's a lot of noise and commotion, and if you're sitting next to someone, you feel them move. Uh, so you don't do that. There's people who are, on, who are reading and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I might, since I have a Bluetooth headset, I might make the calls when I'm walking um, through Chicago, because I have about a mile and a half to two-mile walk afterwards, which will be, hey, for anyone who's trying to lose weight, that's a great way to do it. Make sure you park like, far away and then have to have a walk after, at the end. It's a good way to get some exercise in. Cool. My, my only tip, my only like, relevant piece of talking this entire show. <laughs> hey, it's it, all great. The rest yeah. of it's just blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, the, um, what was the other thing about baseball I wanted to, to talk about? Oh, we're on. back to baseball. <laughs> well, unless you got something else to talk about. No. I well, here are my notes that were approved by um, the Julie? legal by the legal de- <laughs> by my legal department. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about blah or blah or blah or blah. It's certainly not about blah blah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the barely podcasting network is. I mean, we are a juggernaut. When it, I mean, you have Shelly, the podcasting juggernaut. <laughs> She's just one thing. I'm a whole network. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, you do know that the um, fees for having me on the show do include the laugh, or they do not include the laugh. That's a separate contract. That's a separate contract. Absolutely, and it's a lot worse than mine. The writer is just a killer. All right. The laugh is, will leave the building right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it went. There it went. 
Um, the the other thing about baseball is um, we we're, we're talking about all the cool things about like Miller Park and the old and also the old fields. Mm-hmm. Um, this must have been about four years ago, three or four years ago. We went uh, camping out in Southwest Wisconsin. Why? Uh, <laughs> because we hadn't been there before. It's no different than northeast or north or central or south southeast or southwest. <laughs> uh, actually, we weren't too far from the Mississippi River, and uh, okay, let me just ask now. And Iowa. Oh and, yeah, blah blah blah. And we went to Field of Dreams. Okay, okay, that's a lot better. I thought you were going to say you were going to go see the Iowa Cubs or something. No, no, no. We so we went uh, Dyersville, Iowa, or whatever the town is. It's about maybe a half hour west of uh, the Mississippi. The Mississippi, and um, so we took the the road out there, and we we spent about uh, an hour or two at Field of Dreams. Oh, that's cool. I I was and I, I was also wondering which one of your kids broke a limb there. None. That was a different camping trip. <laughs> but but ended up, uh, you know, at the house and at the field. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, you know, the, that that field um, really the third baseline is the a property line between the two farms. Okay. And the the one with the house is. Um, Owned by Field of Dreams Inc. You know, it's a nonprofit. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and you tell me it's a nonprofit, but yet the people who who are the executors of that are making a pretty penny. Well, and then there's the guy on the third base side who owns a souvenir stamp. <laughs> How'd it go? Well, you know, you can buy your souvenirs over on the third base side. We don't like him, <laughs> or you can buy them over here. We're the official field of dream, you know, so. And it's probably the same exact crap photo made over in Taiwan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so we stayed on the official side or whatever and didn't buy from the third base souvenir stand. But it was, when we were there, it was a nice day, probably, you know, high 70s, sunny. Um, there was a little pickup game of baseball. That we didn't get involved in, but we just kind of sat on the right field side, right off the foul line, mm-hmm. just pitching, Ben and I. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll my, always remember that. But When my little girl gets a little bit older, because she's really beginning to get into baseball, I, it's one thing that it, it is re- I'm really glad to see that she's getting into kind of the stuff that I'm doing. I mean, okay, so it's going to be on episode 109 where I have her on again. Um, but she begged me. I mean, she. I picked her up from school, and she's just like, "Daddy, can't be on your." And I call it my radio show because she gets that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really can't. I can't just. You tried to describing podcasting to a four-year-old. Ain't gonna work. Trying to describe a podcast to a forty-year-old. It's a radio show on the internet. Oh. So what radio do you use to get? <laughs> In essence, it's TiVo with for radio that's independently produced. That's a good way to describe it. Um, but, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's sometimes the mental blocks. But, yeah. um, 
but I mean, she's beginning to kind of get into some of the stuff that I like. I mean, I've kind of shown her these things, and if she likes it, great. If she doesn't, well, I'll still do them on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but she started getting into podcasting, but also she's really started getting into sports. I mean, she's she wants to like throw a ball around. She wants to do all these things that are, I mean are traditionally kind of like guy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's getting into it as well, and honestly. When it comes down to, like, for girls, as they grow up, I mean, I, I honestly think that they should understand sports, most sports, because a guy is going to come along that she's really going to be into and everything, and it's just going to kind of hold that attraction a little bit because it's like, oh, my. The guy's going to be like, oh, my God, she actually understands the infield fly rule, and um, she can, like, watch a football game, it's like, wait a minute, that's the I formation. Why are they doing the I formation when they're third and 20? I mean, that's just a stupid mm-hmm. move because they're going to run the ball. They're not going to pass and, unless they're going to do a trick play. I mean, for a girl to be able to pull off a line like that. Uh, she's going to get great points with the guys. She's going to get great points with the guys, but also it gives her and like a potential mate a little bit more to actually do together versus... Mm-hmm. You get one who hates sports and one who loves sports, and it's kind of like, okay, well, when a game's on, well, right? There's, I mean, the marriage in essence is over for that few, that those amount of hours, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we're back on. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's more of kind of just, well, I'm giving dating advice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Barely's dating advice, a new feature on the Philosophy Guy <laughs> Show. You want to call in every week with your dating <laughs> advice? Well, I am going to be back into that realm here pretty soon, I have a feeling. So, um, yeah, for those, the listeners on my show know that I am going through a divorce. The listeners on your show just found out I'm going through a divorce. So, so, yeah, I mean, I could be calling in going, okay, for a 35 year old, (laughs) 35 year old single father, yeah, here's not what to do. Here's not what to do. (laughs) That's pretty much what the advice would be. Not, Not, here's a good tip, but. I mean, it, those are kind of things that I mean, are, are just going to create more of a mm-hmm. bond between, uh, between spouses mm-hmm. that you can actually kind of talk about each other's passion. And I mean, with my little girl, she's pulling this. I mean, she's pulling, she really wants her own show. I, there's not enough content there that she's going to be able to do a monthly episode that's going to be more than 10 minutes. I mean, it's hard enough just to keep her in front of the microphone and not push the buttons. <laughs> but you know, you know what? The, the thing, the thing nice thing about independent media podcasting whatever this is is that you know you can target the audience for your your uh my son's pokemon podcast mm-hmm. he wants to do or your daughter's podcast make it a feed that goes to grandma you know She's the one that gets the feed, and you know if you you know, or or to the world, depending on how you want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could do something like that. I mean, I could throw that into all that kind of. Stuff. Wow, we're getting like really philosophical. Uh, well, it is <laughs> the philosophy guy show. This isn't going to be episode one hundred eight because I am totally out of character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, Blah, but, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, anyway. Boop sweat. <laughs> okay, I just had to throw that in there. 
<laughs> well, I think I know what I'm going to call my show. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, I think it's the nice thing, and I, Dan and CJ have talked about this on their show, is that besides the fact that it gives them an hour, their show is a reason to spend some time together mm-hmm. and, and talk and see Star Trek or whatever. It also kind of chronicles their, their relationship together and their families, and it's a, something that's persistent in, well, could be persistent forever, theoretically. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and CJ's referenced and talked to the 14- and 15-year-old daughter and son that will be listening to them. And said, well, okay, this is what we were thinking about when you were four and five. (laughs) We're sorry, you're screwed up now. Please send this particular episode to the shrink that that mom and dad are now paying for. (laughs) I don't know, paying $120 an hour for. Um, Wow, they're still that cheap? I don't know. (laughs) That's cheap for now. (laughs) At that point, it's going to be $1,000 an hour. For the cheap ones that just got out of college, they're like... Wow, you seem pretty messed up, dude. I need to go back to my book. Did your dad do radio? (laughs) Are you a product of a podcaster? (laughs) Uh, But I mean, it's that's kind of a neat, you know. That's something that not necessarily our our parents had the opportunity of doing, or or. uh... No, no, because I mean, at least with my folks, it was there was a tape deck, and it's like, uh, okay. And tapes do eventually die out. I mean, right. CDs, right. you can burn them, and those things can stick around for a very, very long time. Well, and, and the fact that even if they do, that media dies, there's a replacement media for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have backups of pretty much every show I've done, and most shows that I've been on. Of course, a lot of them do become uh, the feed, or get into my feed anyway, just because it's like, hey, I can take a week off. <laughs> I, mean, I love doing the show. Don't get me wrong. I love doing the show, but there's just times where you just need, you need the week break or something. And with... Well, I, you know, I'm impressed that you, you, know, you had the stick to or to, to do a fairly weekly show for over two years or getting close to two years. I'm well over two years. I... Oh, boy, that was... Right when the divorce was starting was right when I was coming up on two years, and I was trying to hit episode 102 years in right. the same week. 99 was the two-year anniversary. Okay. I missed one week. I had it all planned out. Yeah. I was moving right towards that goal and everything, and all of a sudden, bam, the whole thing fell apart. Now, me, on the other hand. <laughs> you're you're going to hit 100 episodes at what, five years? Probably five years. <laughs> But, I'm, I'm currently somewhere between two and a half and three years right now. Yeah, because yeah, you started about six months before I did. Uh, August, end of August 2005 with the Philosophy Guy show. Right. Yeah, and I started February of 06 right. with Barely Podcasting. Then I had Chat Buffet thrown into there, which might come back. Might come back? It, is this an exclusive? This is an exclusive. I am uh, in talks with uh, my former co-host who has moved a lot closer to me. So it might be something that we get together once, twice a month and uh, just sit down and record. 
Oh, cool, cool. We, we've talked about it. I don't know if it's going to happen. Boy, this kind of feels like more of an interview-style show. So tell me about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the uh, creepy salesman? What? <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we've, we've debated bringing that back. I mean, mm-hmm. I had so much fun. It's weird. It really is, and you've probably experienced this with doing the Philosophy Guy and now Badger Cast as a couple cast versus a solo cast. Yeah, it's it's a little easier to. I mean, I don't feel as n- nervous doing uh, kind of extraneous talk with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I get more nervous when I don't have things as planned out when I'm just talking by myself. Yeah, and that's the thing is I, I, I've experienced both sides where I've been the solo guy. I mean, most of my podcasting experience is I'm solo. Right. I mean, I, it's me, a microphone, and that's it. Um, whereas when I did Chat Buffet, and ironically, I thought Chat Buffet was going to be the one that took off. Mm, because, I mean, because of the, like, the, the, the dynamic, segments and Well, the, the dynamic that Andrew and I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a good dynamic. I mean, we're very similar on things, and we can play off of each other really well. I mean, what you heard on the show was really how we are, um, and you can all—it kept things moving a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with my show, I mean, I was five shows into it when we did the first episode. I was five episodes into barely podcasting when I did started Chat Buffet, okay. and I was kind of the leading force into that, I believe. Yeah, I was, because I came up to Andrew and said, hey, look, we got to do this, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we started doing that, and then our schedules just never meshed, because we were doing it during lunch at work. Okay. Um, And then So it was kind of a chat buffet. It it really was. I mean, when we were saying, yeah, two guys at work during our lunch hour, it really was two guys at work. We would go get lunch. We'd come down to a specific room, and then we we would record. Did you have um, you know all of this thing, or were you trying to do it on like an eye river or what? No, no. Actually, the way we did it is we would have two microphones. Uh, Andrew's job gave him access to a lot of audio equipment. Okay. Uh, so we were able to record that way. I mean, I actually brought in my mixer one day, and we played with it that way too. Um, Andrew, I hope you're not getting ticked off that I'm giving away some of our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... We would sit there and record really similar to this, but we were on across uh, we were in kind of a conference room okay um, it was it was a testing room, so I mean it was one that was real it was never used um, so he always used it for testing out stuff and really seeing if there was something going on with the system. He would pull out a lot of things and bring them into this room and play with them and test them to make sure everything was working okay uh, with the company that we were with. You needed to do that. I mean, there yeah. needed to be a separate room where at a drop of a hat you could go in and test something. Uh, and that's the room we were recording in, but we were across a huge conference table from each other. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it's you and I are probably about, what, three feet away from each other? Yeah. Andrew and I would literally be sitting about 10, 15 feet away from each other, talking across with our lunch spread out in front of us and show notes and everything. And he, it was weird because he was the producer. Whereas okay. I'm barely podcasting, I'm the producer. I'm used to the one being working on the mics and working levels and 
tweaking stuff here and there the whole time. As I'm talking, I mean, I'm doing about three things at once, mm-hmm. um, just like you've been doing, and you've added drinking into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You never have a drink while you're doing this? I Okay, this is one of my tips that I always give out. I usually have a glass of water or something non-carbonated. Okay. Um, I've done one drunk cast, I think, long time ago, uh, where I was drinking like beer or something, and I was really putting them down because you kind of had to, and I had missed 21. Um, but usually I have water just to keep my palate okay. clean, and um, so you don't get this smacking, lip smacking. Mm-hmm. That's a way to get rid of it. It's one of those little stupid tricks that... Everyone tries to figure out, and it's like you have a glass of stinking water, and when you take a break or something, you just lean back and you just you don't gulp. You just take a tiny a little sip, enough to wet your mouth and maybe a little bit more, and that's it. That's all you need to do, and you can do that in almost in a breath if if you get good enough at it. Right. Well, we've been at it for well, I have an hour thirty three, but holy crap! Yeah, and you you have to edit a lot. We'll have to edit some. Because I was dropping, I was saying fuck like every three words here. Well, we are an explicit cast. Oh, fuck it. All right. (laughs) So, we'll end the show, as we do all uh, Philosophy Guy shows, with a song from Nine Inch Nails this time. And they're recently pod safe with the new... They're his. It's It's Trent Reznor. Is it? Is it a heat... I thought it was a group. No. All right. Well, he, when he goes on tour, he gets he gets a backup band. He gets a backup band, but he does it all himself. All right. So I mean, I don't know why he comes up with Nine Inch Nails. Just say a fucking Trent Reznor. All right. This is Lights in the Sky from Nine Inch Nails. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Go to boobsweat.com. Okay, really? Nine Inch Nails? This is, this all right, is the, all right, all right, all we'll right. This is the else. Fuck You Like an Animal song? Which, by I the way... I don't know where the Fuck You Like the Animal song is. Well, I don't know if that's pod safe, but my sister actually had okay. that at her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> With Grandma right over there. They, well, they, all right, they be... fine. Let's go. Let's go there. <laughs> all right, you've challenged me now. Screw Nine Inch Nails. Sorry, Trent. But... Oh, come on. That wasn't Nine Inch Nails. That was... Um, that was. It was from their new uh, CD. It's really kind of... That's like... Uh, oh, God. That's like Kenny G on, like, Downers. Yeah. I mean, come on. Where uh, was the stinking flute saxophone weird instrument he plays? I don't know. But, you know, now you've, now you've forced yeah, me... Yeah, I, I mean... Come now on, I, you, now you, you've forced me to go non-pod safe, but... You've heard the music that I play on my show. I know. I know. I know. Well, just hold on a second. Come on. I could blame Vista, but I'm blaming myself. Well, that's because I'd blame you anyway. Because when this hits my feet, I'm going to put a beginning and and an end onto it anyway. Oh, I don't know if you can play that. That's part of my contract. Well, I know, but I'll, I'll tell you why in just a second. Oh, yeah, so we have to have, like, a little pause before so that I can edit out the song. 
Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, at least tell me what the song is so people will know what was played. The non-pod safe, Buck Cherry. Crazy bitch. This is the philosophy guy said goodbye. Bye. You fuck so good, I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Snatches all down my back to keep me right on Hey, y'all crazy bitch But you fuck so good, I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Snatches all down my back to keep me right on Take it all, the paper is your game To jump in bed with fame Another one not painted for uh, You're so fine It won't be a loss Cashing in the rocks Just to get you face to face Hey, you're crazy bitch But you fuck so good I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Stashes all down my back To keep me right on Hey, you're crazy bitch But you fuck so good I'm on top of it when I dream I'm doing you all night Scratch us all down my back to keep it right Keep it right on, hey Y'all crazy bitch, but you fuck so good I'm on top